KUNV Las Vegas. We are live from UNLV. Welcome, welcome to Talk That Talk. It is Sunday, 12 p.m., so you know what that means. Um, I'm beyond frustrated already because I come in and this setup is completely different. So I don't know who touched the computer last, but I'm kind of interested to find out and who did it because that would explain why the studio was pitch black when when we got here. Who did this? (laughs) Like now we got to figure out a a classic Mm -hmm. case of who done it. Because uh, I have questions, and now my show started without its music, and just now we're coming in off rip, just talking. So um, once again, welcome to Talk That Talk. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Daryl D. Hoop Harris. Um, and once again, you guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. We are recording live from the basement of UNLV, which is also known as... The Greenspun Urban Affairs Building. Um, what's happy going Sunday. on, dude? Happy Sunday. Yeah, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Tomorrow off, man. At this point, you know what's Ish. really, really interesting about this? I really don't know how this is going to work. Because yeah. I don't know where the music now is. We're, uh, but whatever. It gets at this point. Yeah, not for real. We're we going, we going with it now. Yeah, at this it. point, this is what we got. So. <clears throat> the game uh, has started. Yeah, exactly, right? This is tip-off at this point. So I'm going to go ahead and get this other computer fired up, and we're going to give you guys updates, as we always do, um, on your Sunday games. Catch up on. On your Sunday games. A lot of us. Tap in. Yeah, we. Let's first of all, let me go ahead and uh, start with why there wasn't a show last week. Uh, There wasn't a show last week because Day in Vegas was last week, and I was in the middle of Day in Vegas. Um a lot of good material came from Day in Vegas. A lot of good uh, conversations were had. Um, just a great opportunity. Shout out to Shay Cop. Uh, I'm really pronou- hope that I'm pronouncing her name right. But um, shout out to Shay uh, from Golden Voice for actually making that possible and kind of getting us accommodated as uh, much as possible. Uh, we got everything that we needed. Hopefully it was to a success and hopefully it was to the pleasure of everybody involved. Um, I don't want to go too deep involved because Day in Vegas had me out of commission. I didn't go to class this week. I didn't do anything this week. I was sick. And I was like, it was one of those six to where you could feel it coming. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, because I got a birthday coming up. So I was like, all right, I got to get this under wraps now. Like, I can't let it fester. So I was like, let me get as much as I can and get everything into my system now. And I'm happy that think Friday I start to kind of feel a little better. So I start to kind of move around the house a little more on Friday. So that was a good thing. But um, I'm, I'm sure you guys could probably hear it in my voice a little bit. But uh, that's what I'm going with today. That's what I'm working on. Um, but, yeah, there's plenty of different things that I want to talk about, plenty of different uh, updates that I want to talk about. Um, not exactly sure where I want to start after the first break, but I do know – that we typically start with tip-ins and at least a tip-in that comes from my mom and let me see because she sent me one last week and let's see what it says so it's from ernest hemingway this is from last week right yeah it is so this is from ernest hemingway mm-hmm. but man is not made for defeat a man can be destroyed but not defeated hmm but man is not made for defeat a man can be destroyed, but not defeated. I hear that. Hmm. Intriguing. Ooh. I should have waited. I should have saved that. 
Nah, we opened it. Say we opened that. it. I should have say that. All right, so nah, because I got a lot that I want to vent about. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and reference that again in a short minute because that seems like a reference to the NCAA that I can make, and there's a couple of different places I want to take that. But um, starting off, uh. Like I said, day in Vegas had me sick, so everything is is um, getting kind of kicked back off today for the most part. Um, radio show right now. Pitch meeting after this for the newspaper. OD podcast episode 14 will finally be recorded tonight. Um, like I said, we took a little break um, Ooh, around midterms. And then, big 14, <laughs> around midterms. And then day in Vegas. And then me being sick. So that's ultimately what has held the podcast but uh episode 14 will be will be recorded tonight that's where you'll get your full day in vegas update there's plenty of other things that in these what three weeks that we haven't been speaking Mm -hmm. um it's a lot that we need to kind of get off of our chest um it's probably going to be a lot of aggression in this in this pod from from everybody involved hey uh i'm not as mad i'm not mad as long as lakers number one in the nba um which thank you for saying that because we got to talk about that too because the Clippers are the Clippers made one subtle change that I don't think anybody's paying attention to and I think it's kind of funny because it's I think it's so subtle and I think it's like kind of ridiculously subtle to the point to where if people start to hopefully once I say it I hope people like start to pay attention to it but um as I said they before, a lot. They're up to a lot. Huh? They're a lot, a whole lot. But as I said before, too, it's a lot going on um, just in the, in the world of sports. And obviously, I try to start off as much as I can with a little bit of a, de- a debriefing about what we've been going through. Uh, I kind of hopefully I just did that. As I said, the OD podcast will be back tonight. will be recorded tonight. Uh, so look out for that on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, um, YouTube. I'll say, is there anything else? I think that's um, it. Yeah. I think that's it. So, really quick, if you guys want to go ahead and follow this um, this radio show, uh, you guys can follow it on Facebook at Talk That Talk Radio Show and on Instagram at Talk That Talk Radio Show. However, on Twitter, on Twitter, it is at Talk That Talk LV. Once again, this radio show's Twitter is at Talk That Talk LV. All right. Let's start UNLV Talk. Ooh-wee. Let's talk about it. Let's football, start UNLV basketball. Talk. Uh, football had a week off, so let's swing. let's let it let's let it rock. Football had a week off, let's let's let it live where it's at. I didn't do a show last week. Um, only thing I would have mentioned last week is obviously the loss to Colorado State that knocked the team out of bowl um, contention. And let me get water now, and I'm probably gonna be doing this a frequent uh, a frequent amount during this uh, radio show because I yeah. just said I'm getting over a cold. So I mean, the team's looking to next year already, We're officially kind of at this point, just being that. All right, okay. The last time we talked, there was a slither of hope um, regarding how the season might end. But, I mean, hey, all's never lost. They still got games. Still got uh, chances to impress, chances to make growth. But like you said, we're going to keep pushing. <clears throat> so, you know what's interesting to me that I that I had to kind of come to grips with yesterday? I was watching Boise play Wyoming, mm-hmm. and the Mountain West standings came a up. A Mountain West game. Yeah, and the Mountain West standings came up. Shout out at the peak. And <clears throat> I had to take a double take because you would swear that I didn't go to the school. 
I had to double take and was like, we ain't win a conference game? And I had to think about it and was like, oh, yeah, we haven't won a conference game. But seeing that UNLV at the bottom of the standings, again, I can only compare it to what I can compare it to. I just wonder what the talk in the city would have been like if a Marvin Menzies led team was last in the Mountain West standings. Last. I'm talking dead last. Winless. I'm talking last. What season wouldn't have made the season? Wouldn't have seen the offseason. What? Wouldn't have tasted the offseason. Okay, so this particular time. Now, this is what. And nobody's eating on that. We're not clamoring <laughs> for that. We're just comparing. I'm comparing the, apples the to what I would think is apples. Two, I guess my and two I, separate team standings and I'm a I'm a continue to defer and I'm gonna continue to kind of like throw this off and put this back on Desiree Reed Francois, who is our athletic director, because she did say this. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're not comparing apples to apples because by her admission, it's apples to oranges. Yeah. Somebody. By her own admission. However, by her own admission, based on last year, this is the interesting part about covering the team. And anybody, if just if you've been following the team, last at the end of last season, I believe it was Mike Gramala from uh, the Las Vegas Sun, or either it was Tyler Bischoff from um, from ESPN. Mm-hmm. One of the two asked Desiree, um, kind of about about Sanchez's job and where where he was standing at the t- uh, current time and she said that we were looking forward to and I'm guessing she said we as in the campus we were looking forward to a positive um 2020 or 2019 uh 2020 season um and that includes bowl eligibility and I'm kind of like roughly paraphrasing cuz it was something along the mm-hmm. lines of that and as a matter of fact I got got it in my phone somewhere if I truthfully wanted to let me see. What was, the sen- what was her sentiment, though? Uh, basically, the the ex- the attitude almost that she gave off was, our belief is in him. You know what I mean? We're looking forward to this season. We're looking forward to being in a bowl game. So just that in itself, it's not like you put too much. Well, I don't want to say too much pressure on him, but it's it's been the expectation. So when that was said, I really want to find it instead. Is this it? Yes. Okay. After evaluating, this was from last year. Yep. After evaluating the UNLV football program with acting president Marta Miana, coach Tony Sanchez will return for a fifth season to lead the Rebels. We are looking forward to a successful 2019 football season, including bowl eligibility. Uh, continued improvement in the classroom, and as always, a positive student-athlete experience. We have... A- I'm sorry. We have invested more resources than ever into Rebel fo- into the Rebel football program and will continue exploring every avenue to enable it to be competitive. So, hmm. after that game, and this is again, I once you said football, I realized last week was the time that I would have talked about them, but I really wasn't going to mention them this week because they didn't play yesterday. Um, but... Just watching the series of tweets that came in addition to that was kind of interesting to me because shout out to Mike Gramala again because he said UNLV head coach on whether Tony Sanchez on whether he would consider stepping down before the end of the season. And of course, Sanchez said, absolutely not. It's not in his character. And after the game, Mike Gramala approached Desiree Reef Francois again and said, will Tony, will Tony Sanchez coach the rest of the season? Ms. Reed Francois said, it was a tough loss, 
but we have games left to play, and that's what we're going to focus on. Good answer. So, I'm not saying it's a bad answer or a good answer. Uh, what I will say is it was an answer, and that's that's something that I will tell people all the time. Desiree does that. She'll speak to you. I've told people all the time. I've never had an I've never had an issue with Desiree. Yeah, no, she, she speaks before us. Before you speak to her. Absolutely. She'll speak to you. So it's one of those things to where I respect that much about her and the fact that she stands she stands there, I guess, in the line of whatever the response is. Uh-huh. So and, yeah, definitely in line of fire. That my main thing is just trying to see if if she moves the goalpost. That's my only thing. Because I seen in one situation where I don't know if we were properly given the opportunity to see if you were, were moving the goalposts because I feel like it was a lot that were, went on behind the scenes. But this one is very much so in front of everybody, and this is an opportunity we could see if you move the goalposts. Yeah. I, I, I really doubt that she wants to embark on another, like, reconstructive journey of putting the program, like, through a head coaching change, which – comes with the staff change, it comes with the facilities, routine, brand, like a lot of change. Um, and being that that's already happening on with one sport, um, probably trying to avoid <coughs> opening another can with the second one. But, so can I ask a question then, if that's the case? Yeah. What's better going into a new stadium with hopefully the optimism that of – that next y- Yeah. So – What's better Those going boys are into not a new across st- street on Saturdays? And that nice, oh, okay. Starting next year. So this is my question, and I'm about. And for those who I don't know why I just did that, like it was a and podcast. I just on, sat there shaking my head. Yes, they are about <laughs> to play across the street every <laughs> Saturday. I'm sorry. Solemn head nod. Absolutely, and and shout out to them. And I what? No, shout dope. out to them. That's I dope. I love the players. Everybody know how I feel about them. I got a, numbers in my phone. No, those are my genuine, guys. That was I didn't know that. Those, yeah, those are my guys for sure. So they deserve it. Um, as far as Desiree's perspective and the team perspective and or yeah. the the fans perspective of the team, what would you rather have going into um going into the new stadium? Would you rather have a f- sixth year of Sanchez already feeling the way that you feel about him right now, or do you kind of go the route of you bring in somebody new, regardless of the way that first season goes, because you bring in somebody new, like you said, they're trying to implement their whatever it is anyway. But who's to say that that's going to be the result if if you bring somebody else in? We've seen stranger things happen. So, I mean, I just think that it, regardless of the fact, wouldn't this be the time? Yeah, there's multiple ways to go about it. it, it I, would be, I'll put it this way. I'm not going to move into a – I went through a breakup when I came out here, and you know this story. I'm not moving into – a, I'm not moving into a new house, brother, with a the old sp- stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not really I'm not doing it. I'm not going to move with the girl I just broke up with. I'm just not – what sense does that make? <laughs> what sense does that make? Yeah, man. Especially, I might as well just be like, yeah, everything, all that energy, wanna, all that, you, just keep that. What is that? A blender? Take, just leave it here. You don't want to take the new household. I don't. Nah. Let's just buy a new blender. Let's just get a new toaster. Let's just buy a new iron. Let's just. It's just it's new. 
Let's just start new. I'm going to just get my own this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just start from... Let me get one that I want. So, I'm not saying that that's particularly the situation here. I'm just saying that that was the expectation... Or that was the perception almost that was given to reporters when we were asking, like, what can we expect? What I mean, can yeah, we expect? It's critical. You want, that, you want that to go well. You don't want to be... Imagine that's this season. Hypothetically, you know, Vegas was... They had a schedule with their uh, project, but right. and they were playing there this year, and we're zero and six in the Mountain West. That oh, looks five. bad. <laughs> it looks bad in Sam Boyd. Yeah, that's what it's I'm the saying. last season in Sam Boyd. Um, which to is n- a tough one too. And yeah, only a couple games left as well. Two. Yeah, got Hawaii and got San Jose State. Yep. Um. So at this point. I'm t- five and seven is what we're hoping for, and that's three straight. And I mean, I, I'm sure that this isn't the last time we'll have this conversation. Uh, really quick, too, I want to talk about men's basketball, and obviously their season just started, so we'll talk mm-hmm. about them a lot more in the mm-hmm. coming weeks. But uh, one and one to start the early part of the season. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I actually want to want to do, and I felt a little weird about not mentioning too much of that game on today's show but there's a reason why i'm doing that because no no offense to the team because well again same thing with the football mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. some of those guys are my guys and yeah. i mean obviously We're doing it's, a job. Yeah, it's, it's love but not to the team what i mean is no disrespect to the game because it's not their fault like they they face who they could face but just from a reporter standpoint when you see the building the way that it was, you were like, what's the closest that we've been to this? Or what's about this? And I was like, okay. Arizona was still bigger. Mm-hmm. Understandably so. And the number one overall pick presumably was coming into the uh, presumable number one. Yeah. Well, number one that, the presumable number one overall pick. Yeah, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Aiden at the time was coming into the building. Um, and then we had obviously had Brandon McCoy, who was uh, highly touted at the time. So that made sense in this you can't compete with that. This is what bothered me. Like I said, not the team's fault. Nobody else's fault. Before the team was off the floor. And it was a good game. It was a close game. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like people were falling out with eight minutes left in the second half. Before. Last foul. Folks a couple did. A couple people did. A couple people did. And that always goes without saying. But here's the thing. This is one of the few opportunities we get a high school feel on campus. Mm-hmm. And we got the reverse and we got the women as the main event. To get out of that press conference, walk back into the Thomas and Mac and watch that building empty out was disgusting. Okay, yeah, facts. I, was, I wasn't covering that game. Facts. But after seeing that, I wasn't leaving. There's no way in hell you're going to convince me that none of you guys mm-hmm. had, interest in that. had interest in the next game. And guess what? That was a damn good game, too. And I'm sure that they could have used some support as well. Definitely. Definitely. And that's a good team. They played a good team. Nice matchup. We're going to get to number two from Cal State Fullerton eventually because that <laughs> she almost put up 30 and 10. Yeah. But she's a baller. But um, and, and I don't get it because if you don't – and I understand it's college and, and especially if you don't know much about the team and you're not invested into the team and you don't understand the players and you don't know the players yet. But know your coaches. How do you not want to support somebody like Coach KO? Yeah. How do you not get yeah. in the same room as her and be like, 
I listen to her. I follow her. I don't even know where she's going, but I follow her. Man, this is a really big conversation. I run through a wall for her. And honestly, and this is something that obviously we do in the media all the time, but if you wanted me to rank the people on this campus in terms of coaching that I would probably be like, oh, first and foremost, who I would probably want to play for or go do anything for. over here? Coach KO is up there. Coach Yvonne Wade from uh, Track and Field is up there. Coach Don. Coach Don Sullivan is up there. Definitely. Shout out to Coach Stan Stolte from baseball. Yeah. Like yeah. those are the when Marvin Menzies was here. Like those are the, the that's the rankings that I'm like just people that I would want to play for. Yeah, just good hearted humans. Shout out to both of them, Coach Dwayne Knight and Coach Amy Bush Herzer, both of the golf coaches. Golf team, yeah, program. It's not even about it's a sound program. golf. They Very sound they want to talk to you as a person. Yeah. Very quality program. Definitely. Coach Ryerson, like, I mean, come on, man. Like, it's it's so many of them on this campus, and it's just it's it's disheartening to see somebody like KO and her team. Get no love. I don't know, man. When I Get walked no out, love. it was empty. Granted, people started to kind of show up, but I walked yeah, in and it was don't like, play in Thomas yo, and Mac often. that's what bothered me. And not only that, like, yeah. like it, not only do they not play there often, y'all were just here. It was it was a, you were it just was a 75, here. 80% capacity kind of game prior people on their feet you were just here you had somebody everybody asked it wasn't even a brick like (laughs) it wasn't like the guys game was at two and it'd get over it'd be over before five and then the women play a seven it was immediately after Mm -hmm. i don't get it bro i mean hey man i wasn't leaving after seeing that's on the that's i'm not gonna say it's on the boys but if we win that first game Maybe people no, I them. think they still get. That's how disgusting yeah. it. I because think they still also, get up. It wasn't necessarily once it started. There wasn't any marketing about the second game. You know, stay tuned for our double header. Should have already known. They've advertised okay. it well in advance. It's on the big. Yeah, screen. Was it was on social. Team, uh, Thomas and Mac, but in the arena, it wasn't really a reminder put out. That's crazy though, man. And it ain't right. It's 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 a tough pill to swallow as an athlete. Um, I don't know, man. Like right. I said, and then I don't get chances, excuse me, to go to games on this campus and be a fan very often anyway. So the moment that I seen it, it piled, that it yeah. filed out the way that it did, I, I was like, well, I'm I was able about to, just, to go be a fan now. Yeah. Sometimes now I'm about to go just sit amongst, amongst fans. Absolutely. So I think the first half I sat kind of in the first row behind their bench, and I was just I was just cheering. Like I was just going off. And um, shout out to uh, David Jenkins because I even seen David yeah. for a little bit. Nick Blair was there. Um... Uh, who else was there? Who else was there? I'm looking at people from the football team, and I'm like, I seen them from afar. Um, but it was like, it was people that were there. That, and another thing that I want to bring up, yeah. for sure. And I want to bring up a situation that, and that's the thing. It shouldn't always be people that know them personally. Yeah. Why does it matter? Like, yeah, we know some of them, but it's like they they they're wearing UNLV across their chest. Yeah. So I'm there. Yeah. It's kind of the way it should be. And we can we could talk a little bit more after that because I'm truthfully not done with it. But you guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV, Las Vegas, D-Hoop, Chatterbox. We'll be back. Yazin Moore is proud to support Junior Achievement of Southern Nevada and celebrate with them as they turn 100 this year. 
As part of their celebration, Junior Achievement is hoping to raise $100,000 in 100 days and recruit 250 volunteers. There are many ways to get involved with Junior Achievement of Southern Nevada. Visit JASNV.org for more information. Happy 100th Anniversary, Junior Achievement! 91.5 The Rebel HD2 is supported by Amazon Web Services. Presenting the 2019 Intersect Music, Arts, and Tech Festival. Featuring Casey Musgraves. Beck. Uneventful days, uneventful nights. Her. And many more. Friday, December 6th and Saturday, December 7th at the Las Vegas Festival Grounds. More information at intersectfest.com. The Rebel HD2. The Rebel HD2. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5. The Rebel HD2. KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. And we're going to go ahead and continue that conversation that we just... Um, briefly had um about just the support for the women's basketball team and oh man and this is the part that bothered me Say that. when i came out and i sat behind the bench i was like okay cool i'm gonna just i'm gonna just take it all in i'm gonna just be a fan for a little bit while i'm sitting there i look over credit to the band shout out to the band i'm listening to the band go and i'm like Wait a minute. Is there no student section for the women's game? And I kind of stand up and shout out to Jay Gruel, who's in the front row. And he's obviously he's doing his distractions during free throws. It's either five or six students over there. I don't know what they're doing with the student section, by the way. It was there for the guys game. Oh yeah, Kansas State heard him. Both sides. Kansas State heard him. Just so you guys know, radio silence. Let me and let me see something really quick because I actually want to. I want to make sure I'm right with it, and I want to just explain something. Because fans sometimes think that they're being in the building doesn't matter. Sometimes they believe that their being in the building does matter. So what I just want to put into perspective really quick is, like you just said, the men played in front of a 80, let's say 80, maybe 85%. That's Maybe that's generous. Percent yeah. capacity uh, building. It was filled. They lose by four, 60 to 56 in overtime. So they lose by four points in overtime in a building that's near max capacity. The women in their first game of the year, which is, again, their season opener, their first game of the year. The season opener. Facts. First game of the year. And they lose by six to a Cal State Fullerton team. In front of, I want to say, maybe 30% of the building that's full. So what do you think? the idea and the possibility could have been if they would have got just twice as much as what they had. 
Maybe they had a 60% field building. And I wasn't in the building, but I assumed that Cal State Fullerton had fans, huh? They did. They did. And and what I was about to say, too, and I was going to shout out um, or shoot a little bell to the men's side because there was a lot of purple in there. There was a lot of Kansas State in there. So we understand that aspect of it, too. But I don't know. the If I had to look at it proportionately, I was just like, that, that, that's literally what I came out and said. I came out and was like, well, damn, nobody wanted to say? Like, nobody wanted to? And it was one of those things where I was like, I even played myself because I was like, they getting food. <laughs> I was like, they getting food. Like, it makes sense. Like, after the first game. They're they like, doing I'm a little go, intermission. Yeah, I'm going to give me a water, go hit the bathroom. Hit the bathroom. I mean, by tip-off, I'm looking at the starting lineups. Like, I mean... <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, no, I was back Come there. Back. I was back backstage until the girls came out um, and showed my head really quick. I didn't know that the game was starting in nine minutes, but it was hardly, hardly a body in the hard camera. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I think our only job is to not let this, not let this die, not let this conversation, this kind of talk, and the updates on where that go. I mean, going spoken on, but. I, I said it before, but I wrote a story about it last year, and you just mentioned her name right now, but Coach Don Sullivan. I think a lot of people miss the best. No, I'm going with it. The best fall story of last season on this campus. They missed it. It was Don Sullivan. In tournament team? It was Don Sullivan and that volleyball team because in her first fall season. Fall 18 or not uh, fall? Or? It was fall 18. I said last yeah, year, right? Yeah, I caught, I caught a yeah. couple of those games. They're really yeah, good. Yeah, insane team. And the funny thing about that is they are the. Hmm, That's trying to think about teams to be around, like just on campus. I haven't been around every team on campus, but I've been around a vast majority of them. I don't know a more fun team to be around. And I mean that like mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. And I mean that's that culture. sincerely. That's, the, that's, that's a sports culture. Like, that. But yeah, that yeah, volleyball yeah. team is special. Like, they are – they care about each other. It's genuine. Like, they laugh all the time. Like, they do stuff together. They like hanging out with each other. It's it's real. So, I think people missed the best sports story on, on campus last year. Um, Don Sullivan came over after being an associate head coach at Iowa State. Um, really? Yeah. She was an associate head coach at Iowa State. She was the assistant head coach before that. And, or an assistant coach before that, and that was her only um, coaching experience. Prior to that, she played as an All-American at Kansas State. That's her background. She comes over, she gets her first head coaching job, she takes over, and I was talking to her about it, and... I was just kind of picking her brain about certain things, and I was talking to her about, um, and oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I want to say her name was Linda. I want to say I'm drawing a blank on her last name for sure. But I was talking to who she coached under at Iowa State, and I was just telling her about how it just kind of molded her and things like that. And she was like, she always taught me family first. She always taught me to care first. She always taught me like it's about these kids first. Like it's then we worry about the, the techniques, team. and then eventually yeah. the wins will come. Like we're not even really worried about the wins. So she was just telling me just certain things, and I was just like, okay, okay, okay. And I'm watching her throughout the season. I'm covering the team, and I think in the se- I think the first week. Or the second week, she matched the record from the previous season. I was like, in the second week of the year? Wins. 
Yeah. And I was like, okay, hold on, wait a minute, hold on. So I'm just watching and I'm just watching and I'm just watching. And then I'm watching uh I'm watching Mo, I'm watching uh Mo Hayden absolutely shred records. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at her on the top of on the top of the leaderboard in division one, and I'm like, nobody knows about these things. And ironically enough, as you said before, she makes the N- the NVIC or the NIVC, excuse me, the NIVC, and she wins a game. And I believe she wins two games. On the road, yeah. And she oh, runs yeah. up against Iowa State. And UNLV loses. I looked at Don and was like, "Uh, well, yeah, that's your first year. I mean, she you're, she's obviously not gonna hang her head, but to run into the school that you had just left. No, that's a picture perfect story. You can't hang your head about that. I'm gonna go back. To, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick myself up. I'm gonna go back to the drawing board. And I'm gonna come yep. back. We're gonna so figure I, this out. I made from scratch, at least where I was at." So people, I think tough. that was the that's best tough. story on campus. Yeah, no, nah, people missed out on people's life. Like I said, so they to slept. see the 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 fire behind that team, like I said, I'll run through a brick wall for Don. Like just watching her, watching her in the in the way that she goes about her business. The tournament Why hasn't uh, ended already, has it? What tournament? The uh, women's volleyball tournament this season. I don't think it's began yet. Um, I don't think it's began yet. Only because football season has three more games. It's uh, it's close though. It's, it's close. coming up. Yeah, yeah, just because I don't been, think uh, it's here yet. I've been really following uh, loosely um, game to game uh, women's volleyball season because Baylor's number was number one for a nice little period. Okay, okay. Shout out to them. I was about to say Baylor's um, everywhere right now. We're not gonna. This ain't a Baylor show. We ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> but, uh, but I would love to see our girls in the tournament again because that the, those are fun games. A volleyball game is will reporting back. On the next volleyball game we go to, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, we need a video at at, at just one of the volleyball games because they they deserve the support. They're a tremendous group of women. Um, yeah, just let that be said. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Where do I want to go? Let's go ahead and give you guys an update now, since these games should be nearing their end. And we will start in the NFC North with the Chicago Bears holding a 20 to 6 lead over the Detroit Lions with less than nine minutes the to Bears go. Bears got fourth quarter. 20. 20 points. And Mitch threw three, and I don't care. Ooh. <laughs> you, no. Ooh. No, you did the wrong ooh. You should have did the ooh from Drake and no guidance. Ooh. Uh. It's one of those. <laughs> I don't care. So he threw three today. So how many does he have for the year? Like seven? He might have three. And this is week 10? Like, come on, bro. Like, he can have it. Trust me. You know who else threw three touchdowns? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Somebody Jackson called Duna. Three. Somebody three. called Duna because they have. One. He ran for one as well. Did he? He sure did. <laughs> and Lamar being Lamar. 49-10 over Cincinnati, who is on their whore, who are rapidly on their way to 0-9 and 0-4 at home. People were talking about Miami a lot, but this Cincy team is tanking. Can I ask you something real quick? And this is just two random things since you brought up Duna. Speaking about that, he told me Andy Dalton's done. And I don't want to say, I don't want to say that he's that great, but what you're not going to do is convince me that Andy Dalton is just bad. Like, Andy's not bad. Like, relax. Andy's not bad. Maybe he's not in their plans because clearly Zach Taylor wants a, wants a younger quarterback. But, bro, I don't think Andy Dalton's just 
trash. What if Andy Dalton goes to the Bengals? I mean, to the Browns. And now he now he's competing. Now he's a backup, but he puts pressure on Baker. And he's already a different quarterback from Baker because he's taller. He delivers the ball a lot better than Baker. So Andy, man, I won't say he's done. Just because we've seen the longevity of a Joe Flacco and of a no, but he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm saying he's not, he's not there yet. But we've seen the longevity of somebody Why that we can see as not necessarily marginal, but not nowhere, not anywhere near elite. And you need starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Andy's capable. I agree. Is a team is he capable of a second half of his career resurgence with somebody? Andy Dal- it yes. won't take place in Cincinnati. No. Who's checking for Andy? Like N- nobody, which is the point, which is why you go get check him. It. So who What if Tennessee gets him? Tennessee's probably drafted. They I mean they need to. But I'm just saying, like, I'm throwing out other names, bro. Like, there's other is teams Tennessee that are much so better bad. than with Ryan, with Ryan Tannehill. Is Andy Dalton a, I, is I, Andy I, Dalton I, better than than Ryan Tannehill? Probably. But what do you mean probably? The answer is yes, bro. When he's healthy. Are you? Probably. <laughs> I, I, yo. All right. Y'all got Andy messed I'll up, bro. Ryan, bro. I know I thought Blake Bortles was a good quarterback coming out of college, but y'all got to relax. I know a little <laughs> bit of something, and I don't think Andy's horrible. No, I know he's not. I know he's not. Um, But. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Am I going Am I going to sign him? I mean, I would sign him for two years. Like I said, if I'm, if I'm Cleveland, gym, I'll sign I'm, for two years. I'm bringing somebody in here that lets Baker better. know. Somebody even like uh, I will play somebody I don't else. know the status on, on Brissett, but is Brissett done for the season? Nah, not for the season, but he's done for today. He didn't play okay. today. Or I was going to say, even today. if you were somebody like Indiana, Indianapolis. Andy Dalton? I don't think that looks, that's not bad. But no, I'm giving Jacoby Brissett the keys. Definitely, of course. I thought that he suffered a really bad injury, though, recently. I hope it wasn't that bad, but they said it was this week because it was a, it was he was doubtful almost for this week. But it was one of those to where they were trying to well, that's see if he could push through. So yeah, I think I mean, he'll be okay long it's term. Hope for Andy. That's a funny There's conversation. Hope for Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hope funny conversation. Andy. He might be in a situation though where where the shit where the sinking ship really kind of just he wants taints out him taints him. Where it's like, yeah, who wants to be there? That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> who that's is good, Zach Taylor? <laughs> Zach Taylor, because he knows he's going to get a high draft pick. No? Nobody else? Joe, Mix- Joe Mixon, kind of, maybe? No? All right. Whatever. Let's go ahead and move on, then. Let's talk about that Baker Mayfield-led Browns. They are leading again. And uh, in Cleveland, they're up 12-9 to over Buffalo. But Buffalo has the ball on Cleveland side of the field with a little over nine minutes to go. How much you want to bet the Browns lose? In Cleveland? In Cleveland, and they have a twelve nine lead right now with less than ten minutes. And I promise I'm, you, I'm, I'm not nearly as, <laughs> as you are, but I definitely think they can lose it. The Bills are on I, their no because the Bills are that was, and as I say that the That's Bills a, connect with a twenty four or a twenty one yard uh, pass completion. Now they have the ball at the Brown twenty seven yard line. They're probably gonna take the lead, and <laughs> Baker probably not winning it. <laughs> We're going to watch this one close. All right. Well, no, nah, we're going to watch this one real, real close. Okay. So, Kansas City holds a 29-20 to lead over Tennessee in the fourth quarter. Tennessee does Tennessee's have good. the ball. However, I, I'm, I have a question. I won't Are you ride surprised? for them. I'm not riding for them. Um, Are you surprised that it's this close? No. Why? Because Kansas City is a good team, but. Uh, There's only one answer for this. Their defense? Patrick Mahomes' first game back. Yeah. 
That's it. Plain and simple. And, and and Patrick he, Mahomes, and he still has, and he still he's got three eighty and three TDs. So that's not the problem. <laughs> With eleven incompletions, he is thirty three for forty four. Like, and this you is a bad game first for him. Game back, they wouldn't tell him, "Yo, throw the ball fifty times and run around fifty times," because you know that he doesn't sit in the pocket. He doesn't at all. And you well, came I mean, off an ankle. And a knee. Yeah, or not even that. Yeah, ankle <laughs> and a knee. Your whole lower body is compromised once you mess around with that area. We're try so this it's one like, more time. please let let that man sit in the pocket. Andy, Andy Reid, run the ball, make it to January, please. Oh, this is we're not. We're gonna try this one more good. time. My brother is getting ahead <laughs> in fantasy. But it's all and right. again, we're gonna really hope that there's no cursing on air right now. We're gonna really try this. Yo, please do not curse. You are live on a radio show. Please do not curse. Okay. All right. Let's get that out the way. So I'm running down the score. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, this is Roman. This is Roman. Shout out, Rome. Yo. Uh, I, I wish this was the pod because I would have had the round of applause going. That was kind of awkward. But um, but by the way, Rome, we're recording episode 14 tonight. So I'll, I'll shoot that to you uh, sometime in the next 36 hours or so. But I'm running down these scores during the show. And we just got to yours, man. Twenty to nine, Atlanta. Over. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me go back. And that game twenty was- to nine, the one and seven Atlanta Falcons over the seven and one New Orleans Saints with a little over eight minutes to go. Andrew Brees at the quarterback. Yeah, Andrew Brees is playing. Roman, I want you to answer one thing. We talk a lot about not necessarily looking at team records when it comes to division rivals. Can you talk about? Despite you guys having the season that you guys are having, looking at New Orleans and kind of licking y'all chops like, huh, we, we we see holes in this. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's an it's a NFL. You can't sleep on, like, any team, especially going like, a team. Like, when one team's, one team's, like, one of the best teams that, like, in the NFL, they're going to come in thinking it's going to be an easy win. And the Falcons came off that bye ready to play. Falcons just scored again. You just can't sleep on teams. I honestly, I I don't know what to say. I do have another question for you though, and now this is where I guess it goes left. But even with the twenty-three to nine lead currently in Tennessee, just scored, so now it's about to be twenty-seven to twenty-nine, mm-hmm. assuming that this extra point goes through. But um, let's talk a little bit about despite having a twenty-three to nine lead, Matt Ryan only has one hundred and eighty-two yards. Is it? Do you want a new offensive game plan in there? Do you want everything new? What's up? I don't know. Matt Ryan's getting old, so, like, of course his number's going to fall a little bit. But it looks like, uh, I don't know, I just saw him playing uh, Hill or whatever his name is, running back. Brian Hill. Like, yeah, he's he's, he's put, putting in work and doing the – yeah, we need to do good on the ground. I haven't really been watching it too much. I'm – Actually, at the grocery store right now. Look at you being an adult, being grown out here. All right, so I'm going to let you go, man. But before we get off the phone real quick, I'm going to do something that we did uh, two weeks ago. (laughs) I want to play this game real quick, cooked or not. And just tell me if they're cooked or not. Matt Ryan. Uh, He's like like a medium. Like, he's he's simmering right now? All right, man. Andy Dalton, is he cooked or not? Oh, not cooked. Cooked. No! <laughs> Andy Dalton's not he cooked. He put him on a plate. Hold on. Do they, they have a single win? They don't have a single All right, Roman. I'm going to let you get off the phone. <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to talk to you later. All right. 
podcast. Maybe I might be free if I can come by and check it out. Sounds good to me. Thank we'll be you. on campus. Sounds good to me. All right, see ya. All right, cool. That is hilarious. He said, oh, cooked, cooked, cooked. cooked. <laughs> Yo, that is hilarious. <laughs> All right. Um, when we get back, we'll recap the rest yeah, of these morning games. We got to get to that new, that new York showdown. Yes. I, that was that's next. That's right here. It's right there. And we will be right back after this short break. I'm talking super short. Live from UNLV, we are KUNV Las Vegas. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Talk That Talk. Once again, that was a short little stop set, but you guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Daryl D. Hoop Harris. We're talking a whole lot of sports, a whole lot of sports. And we were just, um, right before we went to the break, Talk to Roman about some Falcons. But next on this list, we got two more of these morning games to get to. This New York showdown <laughs> of th- there are a combined three and 14. And this game is insane because it's 34 to 27 in the third quarter, or excuse me, in the fourth quarter. The Jets have scored 10 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and hold a seven point lead over the Giants with 739 left. Daniel Jones has four touchdowns. Oh, they stretched the lead to seven. Yeah. And Daniel Jones has four touchdowns. So, let's say, so the four Giants. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. The Giants just, wait a minute. Yeah, the Giants just got the ball. So, the Giants just took over. If Daniel Jones ties this game through the air, that's five touchdowns on the day. I don't know Daniel what's going on. Um, maybe, is this man injured? Saquon Barkley has 13 rushes for a singular yard on the day. So I, I don't ah, know. Wait a minute. I, I don't know. Uh, New York does have a stout defense. I was just about to say, but, but also. But they've, they've given up, what, 30, though? To, <laughs> to True. And, I, okay, again, and I, I just want to throw this out there. Let me know if I'm, if I'm trying too hard. They just traded Leonard Williams. And everybody I've heard from a lot of people, he's underperformed, he's underperformed, he's underperformed. Could it be Leonard Williams didn't want to be with the Jets? How long do we think before Quinnen Williams is like, "Mm, I don't want to be here either? Probably not long at all. So, I'm not with them making it out that Leonard Williams was garbage and that's why we traded him. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But I think Leonard Williams is going to be a beast and he's – gonna make everybody um realize that later and they silly for considering letting go of jamal adams as well when you have a team that's ready to turn around and be some but you want to shop your best players you know what potentially let them tell it i believe the locker room is like oh we got our quarterback we got our i believe they think they got their running back exactly but there's difference there somebody's like ooh, um their coach does he believe it no, for real. Because he had to take that call. Or he had to. I feel like for him to have the power that he already was in, was entrusted with as such a young or as such an early mark in his tenure there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you saw what he did in Miami. <laughs> and you see what they're doing without him. Like the Jets are going to mess around and be stuck in a purgatory like that too if they let this go on for yeah. long. Like just cut your losses now and be like, oh, bad decision. For we real. shouldn't have brought you in. 
We just shouldn't have did that. Why did Todd Bowles go again? Never mind. Um, what else? Where am I at? Where am I at? Oh, oh, speaking of that, let's go ahead and go to this last game. It is a three-point game in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay 23, the Arizona Cardinals 20. However, there is a play under review, and Arizona has the ball at the Tampa Bay 38, so Kyler Murray is driving the ball downfield. We shall see what happens in terms of that. Um, if Carolina, or excuse me, if the Cardinals win, they will be 4-5-1. and one. Yeah. They're somewhat in there in the hunt. So, it's a little They're something. Also, uh, something to watch. They have the fewest turnovers in the league. <laughs> rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. The Which one can we say is the – I know it's probably like – it's. Probably unfair because you're going to say both of them. Kyler. Yeah, but I've which one do you, would you look at and say, okay, it's probably you? I've watched them, and uh, he's safe with the football. For sure. Like, he is – and it's crazy, man, because he's so athletic. Well, his first game, he and had he, how many batted balls? Yeah, handful. Yeah, bit, it was a lot. Bit, I think he started like nine for he, 22 no, in the first up, three quarters. He's picked up steam as the, season, as the season's going on. You, see, you can see him getting his feet getting his feet comfortable. And, um, But he's a – He's a nice quarterback, and it has to be from that baseball background, bro. For uh, sure, it doesn't matter what you just threw. What's coming next? And you got to keep your you got to keep your head easy. And he looks like he's under control and he's poised. And the game, their scheme is nice. They have a lot of horizontal plays. They got a lot of plays that's going to stretch you differently. So I actually like their nucleus a lot. I think the two of them will work together. Um, and it's kind of cool to see. It's cool to see because a lot of people didn't think it would work and didn't even want to see him success succeed. That is, and but see, I think you're gonna get that anywhere you go because you are gonna get some people that are just like, nah, I don't really care. Um, and on top of that, they are so when he's running circles around right. every quarterback besides Lamar Jackson from the 2018 draft. They don't want to talk about that though, but which never mind. Um. Nah, cause I'm not gonna give it credence. Never mind. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and we we wrapped up with the football. I'm really trying my best not to say a certain like name, but um, <clears throat> there's plenty of other things that I wanted to get to, but I want to get to a person who I've called my spirit animal before, and I want to get to Deion Sanders. <clears throat> I was I was gonna say that when we talked about uh our, our coaches vacancy, I said, "Where's Deion? Where's prime time?" <laughs> He's not coming over here. <laughs> He's not coming over here. Uh, it would be you dope. Can't make, you can't make a phone call, bro. Do you think that? You, do you think UNLV would make it? No. Not in a. Do you think you? Why? No. Do you think UNLV would? Never mind. It doesn't even matter. You want Deion Sanders to come over here and coach running rebel football? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that what man, is going on right now? That man. <laughs> what is going on? Mm-mm. What's up with it? Yo, so Dion possibly coaching at Florida State. I didn't know how I felt about it originally, and I'm gonna tell you why. There's only one reason why. It's not that Dion doesn't know football. That's the last thing. It's the last thing I think it is. It's not Prime that Dion can't recruit. It's the last thing I think it is. It's not that Dion can't relate with the players. That's the last thing I think it is. The bar is almost too high. Yes. The same thing, like. When they and Kyler Murray put up seven already, that man he did that in two plays. Since we talked, he did that in two plays in seventeen seconds. And that's actually been the last part to develop is their long ball, is his long ball and his deep ball connection. So that's that's impressive. 
Kyler Murray has twenty or has yeah, twenty five completions, thirty seven attempts, two hundred and ninety eight yards and three touchdowns. Tampa Bay just gets into a shootout every week. <laughs> it might be the Jameis effect. Like yo. I think Jameis just has his way. But see, I think in a weird way, too, people are not looking at it. And this is why I, I, I'm one of those people that say don't don't trade Jameis. Because I think to a lesser degree, that magic, that pixie dust, quote unquote. I really love about Jameis Winston. I'm telling you, that, that pixie dust <laughs> that um that Max Kellerman talks that a lot w. about. With, no, we're not doing that. That pixie dust. That pixie dust that Max Kellerman talks about with Deshaun Watson, I think Jameis has. Oh, you know we've, what? We've seen it at Florida State. We've and seen it in moments in the NFL. Exactly. We saw it on display the same way. Just to, just dominated college football for a year. So, yeah. So, I, I that's why I'm not 100% like off of the Jameis train. But um, <clears throat> Dion going to Florida State, the one reason why I was just like, I don't know how, how that would work. The same reason why when a reporter asked Kobe if he could ever coach. Which was the same reaction that a reporter, which is the same re- reaction that a reporter got in Minnesota when they asked, or it might have been Brooklyn when they asked Kevin Garnett, could he ever coach? KG and Kobe's response was, me? Hell no. Absolutely not. Because KG and Kobe are both, they're going to say it a couple of times and then halfway through it, give me the ball. I'll do it. You can't do that as a coach. So I look at Prime and I'm like, at that Florida State level, I just wonder how much Prime would say, why can't you guys do this? And it's just like, I mean, like like Max, and ironically enough, Max says something similar to it because they're normal. Like, when you played football, you weren't normal. Kobe, when you played basketball, you weren't normal. Yeah. So you probably would be, be – not a great coach because you don't understand that we're normal we can't we i don't know how that's how (laughs) (laughs) why can't i do it i don't know (laughs) like that's what that's where the talent maxes out i'm sorry yeah nah there's a there's a whole mental disconnect (laughs) my bad cope i don't yeah i'm sorry got that i'm sorry prime i can't make up that distance i don't know what to tell you my instincts ain't the same Like, I don't even know what you're thinking about. How did you even get here? That's why I seen Kobe coaching these white girls in Orange County, and I'm like, yo. They, I'm terrified. I'm scared for them girls. I'm they're, scared they're, for them girls. They're on their way somewhere. Oh, what? They all going D1. All of them. Like, but it's just like they're going to be. Even the one be, that didn't come back to the game. No, absolutely. She going to go D1 because she didn't go to that game. Are you kidding me? Oh my That's gosh, sick. man! Kobe and coaching teenagers. I'm happy That's we sick. talking basketball. Oh, I'm happy we talking uh, <laughs> basketball. I am now because thinking about that. Anytime I tell my dad, like this new generation of basketball, college basketball for sure, is going to look at, and he always tells me, "You find a so, Dad. Yes, it's coming. Which you is always true. find true. a way." Some new college basketball here. Oh no! But it's a, I think it's Zion a new and them might have might have brought it in. Maybe. Yeah, this is this is a loser conversation. Yeah, it's with, with the. I feel like I feel like now might be more, and I'm gonna tell you Definitely. why. Because, and I'm talking this year because I told my dad you're gonna get coaches that the players are obviously gonna want to play for. You're gonna have to go out and get these different coaches. But I told my dad these coaches are gonna start looking a lot more different 
than what you guys are used to seeing. And I'm telling them it's gonna, it's harder to obviously change it in the NFL. It's harder to change it in different places where you feel like there's a literally a stru- a power system that's kind of structured. The NCAA, it has that same power structure, but it's so many different branches. The players drive the boat still. Yeah, kinda, it's they the, have to no. Now they don't drive it, but they will tailor the NCAA to you know what I mean. Well, they're going to, to meet, moving forward to meet the marketing potential of what they have to work with. I would hope, but what I'm more so talking about is you're going to get people that are going to start doing it their way. And when I ever, whenever I say that, I tell my dad, who do kids want? And I told him this last year. I said, who do kids want to play for the most in the, in the, in the NCAA right now? My dad was like, play for? And I was like, and it probably has nothing to do with winning right now. I was like, it's going to be Penny in Memphis. Oh, so that's what I was going to say, bro. When you said, and my dad was like, what you're not looking mean? like, it was like, yo, P- Coach Penny. And he was like, well, you just want to find a way to bring Penny. And I was like, no, it just so happens that I'm, Penny I think Mike, Penny is Mike one Miller? of the greatest to ever do it if he didn't got, if he wouldn't have got hurt, but that's whatever. But I told my dad, I was like, no, I was like, look, first of all, look at the way Penny dresses. I know it's like a small factor, but it's kind of not. I told my dad, look at the yeah. way that he dresses. Yeah. Penny has kids. Look at how old his kids are about. And then look at the job that Penny does when he, he coached high school. So look at the job that Penny does when he's when he's talking to his team. Just look at the way he interacts with his team. It's much different than what I've seen. So I told my dad, I was like, kids are gonna see that and be like, I wanna play for him. Yeah. So to see what happened with James Weissman. And that they really said <clears throat> we're gonna play him. That's that's the key thing. Knowing it's probably pending ramifications. Jalen Rose ones. made a good point. Uh, huge ones. Jalen Rose made a good point. If James Weissman was in band and he played keyboard and Scott Storch wanted him and Scott Storch realized that he had a better opportunity of tutoring him and mentoring him. I don't think he said Scott Storch, but he said a famous pianist. So I'm going to name a Scott Storch. I'm going to name somebody that I would recognize. And he was like, I can, I got, you got an ear for something. I can actually do something with that. And he moves him out to L.A. Scott Storch is a, is, a, is a brilliant mentor. He's a hero. He's all these different things. But when it's in a realm of athletics, what's going on? You know what? I seen something on, on Twitter that said, um, oh, man, I forgot um, – I forgot my card, my card in the dorm. It was a student athlete. I forgot my card in the dorm. And it was like athlete's friend. Don't worry, bro. I'm a Venmo you. And then it had the NCAA and it had Kawhi's hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's really that funny. disgusting. That's funny, but it's true. Yeah. And I've told you guys before, there's Medina asked me this before on air. And it was like one of the weirdest things because I was like, ah, oh. she was like, Do you feel obligated to tell your audience everything? And I was like, 